Hello, 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 and welcome to the official first podcast of <laughs> uh, <laughs> of turning turning the tipplers loose. Absolutely, all right. Number and one, there you go. And we are the tipplers, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're tipping as we speak. Right. <laughs> Tell them what we tippling on. Okay, we're tippling. <laughs> On, you know what? I like to call myself the uh, maestro mm. of concoctions. Mm. So I concur. Um, I was, I was like, look, what we drinking on tonight? He's like, I don't know, man. I just pulled some stuff out the pantry. <laughs> I had some blue raspberry vodka. A very fancy pantry, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, some apple pucker, some grenadine, and some martini and Rossi, uh, sparkling. Mm wine and i mixed all that good stuff together and it actually made a very refreshing and delectable tasty drink. drink and it tastes a lot to please this guy over here <laughs> so if he said the drink was good it's got to be good it's not too sweet it has just the right amount of sweetness it's a little sour from the sour pucker i i think it i think we made this up pretty i good. think this would be perfect for on the beach Hmm. Are sitting up by a pool. Let me taste this again. Let me it's really, really good. You know, it's refreshing. What? And I and I don't think this would be too bad if you made a big like if we didn't add the big ice to bowl it. Bowl of it. We made a big bowl or a big pitcher and just take it out there. Yeah. This actually would be good without the ice, and you just add yeah. the ice in your glass as exactly. you go. You know what? what? You? Hmm, I got to save well, this recipe. Thank you. High five. <laughs> 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 well, well, well. Turning the Tiflis Loose, first edition. What we do here is um, we just talk about random topics, basically, about our experiences, about what we've been doing, um, about what's going on, current events, whether it's about fun stuff or whether it's about serious stuff. We try not to get too serious because we like to keep it, you know, light around here. <laughs> a little edgy, though. Just a little bit edgy. I'll say some things that really will... Bring the hair up your neck a little bit. Bring the hair up your neck. Well, I don't want that. (laughs) Listen, so I think, well, first thing I guess we should talk about, because I'm an Eagles fan, you know, and um, this guy over here. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah. Into a wall. No, no, no. On the road to victory. (laughs) Whatever. Just like I said last night, y'all were in a wild card game. That doesn't mean a good thing. Well, that's okay. It doesn't matter how you got there. All that matters is if you All that matters is how you got there. No, Last year, y'all actually were number one in y'all division. Mm-hmm. This year, y'all were like leftovers just to fill up the playoffs. But, but that's okay. That's all right. We made it. And, and then it wasn't even y'all made it because y'all were good. Y'all made it because the number, no, the second worst <laughs> kicker mm-hmm. in, the, in the league. <laughs> Which was funny because they, they put it under... <laughs> His, under him when he was practicing yeah. kicking. He became the worst kicker in the league. <laughs> well, come to find out, it really wasn't his fault per se. Um, one of the Eagles' um, special teams actually tipped the ball and caused it to doink doink, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I personally was happy. I jumped for joy. I almost felt like I won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. Intense. It game was a very it. intense game. Remember, so you was those... like they got one minute. There was like fifty six seconds left. And you were like, what they gonna do? Mm-hmm. And me and Kelvin kept saying, that's a lot of time in the game. <laughs> 
and they uh, the Bears mm-hmm. actually end up scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh crap! Like I was over yeah. here shaking. But my thing is, if I got the number, the second worst kicker in the NFL at that particular moment, I think I would have tried to run it in there. You talking about with the Bears, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying. Why did they do a field goal? Because they were trying to get more points. What they were trying to get, um, I mean, that uh, was the safest. If you got a good kicker, that would be the safest. They just needed, they just needed three points to go on top above y'all and win. Oh, so you're saying they should have just tried to run it again? <laughs> God, dog. Because they used their last time out to set up the punt. Correct. Which they could have tried to run. But why again. did they keep? This was my question. Mm-hmm. They had two timeouts in the last couple of minutes. Why did they keep using their timeouts when Philly were playing? I think the coach was trying to oh save more coach, time for them. I think the offensive coach was trying to figure out a way to get past the good defense on the Eagles side when they because every time they got to the red zone they couldn't score a touchdown. And so he, I think he was trying to get that last touchdown in, and every time they saw something, because remember every time they called the timeout, they made yards. Just, just that last time, yeah, yeah. That last time, no, no, it was the opposite way. They was doing it on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were close to the red zone, correct. But every time they was trying, the defensive coordinator was strategizing what play to do next. Well, he sure used all them. his timeouts, and Doug Peterson mm-hmm. was like. I got something for you. <laughs> when he called that timeout, just at the nick of time when Parky mm, mm, was mm. kicking, I couldn't believe it. I was in awe. It I was, was such a perfect kick. It, it, <laughs> yes, that first that one. was a beautiful <laughs> kick. It was like dead in the middle. Yeah, the first one was perfect. But that second one, boy, I couldn't believe it. My jaw dropped. <laughs> I could not believe he literally missed that kick. I was so happy, but I was still in awe. Mm-hmm. That That... That to me was just like, oh, poor team. That was funny, but yeah, Parker was... Parker is parked. He would not. Be, <laughs> he will not be on the field again with the Bears. He he definitely won't. Um, and and what we found out too is Park Parky. I think it's I think it's Parky. Oh. I think it's Parky. It could be Parky. Parky used to be on the Eagles. On the Eagles yeah. team. And y'all got rid of Maurice. We got yes, because our whatever you want to call it, punt kicker, is the best. He he's pretty good. He's pretty square. Like he he rarely misses. If he if he gets mm-hmm. there, he gonna make it. Mm-hmm. So I guess we just had to get. Why did yeah. they scoop him up? I have no idea. The Bears. I guess the that's the Bears ain't having good it, seasons. I think. <laughs> no, I mean I think the last time they've been to the playoffs was mm-hmm. in two thousand or something like yeah, that. They said it's been a while, but they have dedicated fans, which is good. Mm-hmm. Just like your team, they have dedicated fans. I'll get back in a second, but you know, it takes some loyalty more than I got. I couldn't support a team that never wins. I don't know how people do it. So you're going to jump ship because your team keep losing. If if you loyal, you loyal. Mm-mm, I think I... But see, I'm loyal to King Brady. So you're saying... World's greatest if, quarterback of all time. Well, it's kind of like King James. King James... <laughs> All, all, all his fans literally are those. Those teams he go to get his all those fans, fans because him. the fans follow. Him. So if King Brady is like you like to call him, yeah, he's the um, greatest of all time, just like King James. If he's he the left the Patriots, you would follow him. Yeah, when t- when Tom Brady retires, I probably would go to a new team. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I like um. Yeah, right. Going to Philadelphia. I like um. <laughs> I actually like what's the team name. 
trying to think of the name. The one married to Sierra. Oh, Seahawks. I like the Seahawks, actually. Yeah, Seattle Seahawks. And they're really good. Yeah. I like uh, Russell. I know his first name. Wilson? Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. I just like Russell Wilson. Yeah, Um, but he's really good. He's a good runner. He's um. There's a lot of speed. I love, I just like his style. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like Russell Wilson. He's he's a good guy. If I ever were to be disloyal, mm-hmm. maybe I might be disloyal with him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But um, okay. So I, I really, 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 really don't want to talk about this topic. But I feel like we would be doing an injustice if we didn't at least touch on the topic. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> but my body's. My body's telling me yes. Oh boy, oh boy, R. Kelly. Poor I don't think. I, I think they're making him a villain. He's a good guy. Well, I'm not gonna say he's a good guy. Let me take that back. Okay, Let me please rewind that. I think that those people are lying on him, mm-hmm. and I think all those girls went there for a reason, and now they're taking advantage of it after the fact. I just, that's the way I feel. Okay, I, I, I'm, and I'm gonna still listen to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play him at his jams. I haven't listened to R. Kelly since I don't even know when. Well, I, I don't think he's relevant anymore, music wise. So it don't. But when his anything. songs come on, when Step in the Name of Love come on, you go, you go dance on dance floor. If I'm drunk, yeah. <laughs> if, if grind, if all those classes come on, you go. I don't sing know about bump the grind, but Step in the Name of Love. If I don't have yeah. a whole bunch of drinks, a woman's word is no, that was not word. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just never was a big R. Kelly fan in general. No, I was. Once upon a time. Right. I loved R. Kelly. I don't feel like he's relevant really anymore to me. Now, hold on. Let, we'll get on that. We'll get on that. So let me let me say how I feel about it. And I've said this before to you, and I'm going to say it again. If, okay, hold on. Let me say this first before I'm <laughs> tripping. If he... We okay. No, I'm not even gonna say if we know that he has messed with underage girls. I don't know. Yes, we do it, know. It's always been rumors. There's no factual proof. It is proof. He and married an underage girl. How old was she? What state? She, she was 15. Was it a state it where was it was Aaliyah. legal? No. Where, what state is it legal to See, marry a 15 year old? There's no factual wedding license. Yes, they him. did show the license back then. They did show the wedding, but. But she lied about her age and said she was 18. Okay. Okay, so there really was a marriage. Mm-hmm. And he married her. Okay? That that's 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 not even debatable. He did marry an underage girl. And it was proof and a wedding license was shown. But why are you in jail? Now, I'm gonna be honest with you, because that happened at a certain time in my life when I was maybe a little too young, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. You know, as a result, you're right. Why? Yeah. But but we could well, like a lot of other people are saying, they're saying why to a lot of different situations. Why? But I mean, that's different though. You literally, if it was concrete proof, like you saying mm-hmm. of him marrying an underage girl, mm-hmm. why didn't he get prosecuted? I have no oh, yeah. idea. You can't you can't even lie. If that kind of information the cops take and run with it automatic. It's nothing. No one has to press charges. Maybe they're because gonna do it. okay, I'm just throwing this out here. Maybe because. She lied about her age. Mm-hmm. See, maybe that was a loophole. That could be. See, so I'm just thinking about it in that aspect. Because she falsified documents saying she was 18. That is possible they might have taken that in consideration. Mm-hmm. 
even though he knew <laughs> that she was not 18. I mean, now I'm just throwing that out there. Now, don't don't come after me saying that I said that was fact, but mm-hmm. it just sounds like that. Yeah. He's always been suspicious. He always did have questionable been activities. I'm now, not denying that. Having said that, activities with underage girls, whether you're peeing on them or marrying them, is wrong. Okay, now, having said that, these grown women that's 18 and older, mm-hmm. if they don't come out and say that they're not being held against their will, they okay, they living and breathing, mm-hmm. leave them people alone. Yeah. Whether he doing kinky stuff with them or not, if that's what they choose to be, let them be. Now, I'm not the moral police here. You, you know, I'm yeah. not going to say that's wrong or right. That might not be the way I want to live. But I can't say that it's wrong for someone else to live that way. If that's what they want. If R. Kelly paying their bills, they living in their house, mm-hmm. and R. Kelly come over and say, hey, this is what I want. If he's not hurting them unwillingly, because I have to put unwillingly in there because some... <laughs> People want to be hurt in a certain way. Which makes no sense to me. That ain't my thing either. Yeah. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but if they being hurt against their will, then that's another thing. But if they are a willing participant and they know and aware of what's going on and mm-hmm. they are at the right age, we're going to cancel that. Yeah. Because I've never heard of anything with Hugh Hefner being with underage women. Have you? Never heard of it. They've always been of age. And yeah, he might have had four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten of them. And his one was a little different too, just in the fact that he was a Playboy. He was owner. the Playboy, he and was that was his image. And I'm pretty sure that he had a strict regular, like you gotta be 17. Boy, I'm about to spit out my drink. 17? Oh. Yeah, that's the legal age in most states. Oh, Some states 16. Well, I don't know about that. But what about Drake on the stage kissing on the 17 year old girl? And after she told him how he was 17. And he was like, I ain't want to go to jail, but you mighty dick over there. And then kissed on the lips and fell on her breasts and everything. They got videos of it. What do you think about that? Now, in that state, 17 is legal age. So he did nothing wrong legally. And he was 23 at the time. So you think something was wrong so with that? So this was a video recording from the past? Yeah. God, people know how to they dig up a, stuff. Yeah, somebody there. on his phone. And it's Claire's day and he's on the microphone. Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, that's, he was on the he was on the stage talking about man young just beginning my career I can't go to jail but you thick. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that that wasn't the best uh, judgment call. <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't the best judgment call, even if it was legal, whatever, whatever. Because he must have felt invincible. Because I would have been y'all stage now. And then he probably went at because how old is Drake now? He got to be close to his thirty, maybe twenty eight, right? Like, he sounded like twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty nine, yeah. He probably wasn't thinking with the best judgment at 23. I, I'm just saying, you know, and that's not excusing his behavior. Oh, I don't think no, I mean, since he was of legal age, I don't think nothing's wrong with him. Well, mommy and daddy sent the day. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're right. But that's the same thing with all these situations. Not saying it gives a right for a grown man to grope and touch on anyone's children. Okay, I'm going to put that out there. But if I was in a situation to where somebody saw my daughter and say, hey, she has a talent. I want to make her a star. Even if I was not her manager, mm-hmm. you can guarantee that either me or my husband or 
a representative like my, my mother and father would be at every single thing mm-hmm. that she does and watch it closely to make sure. Yeah, even through the court and the aisle, you see one eyeball. And not just for the sexual part of it, but just to make sure they're not exploiting my child. Yeah. That's me now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to send my child off with somebody and be like, yep. Yeah, I don't know how people get comfortable doing that kind of stuff, knowing how I bad. don't care how much money they pay me. Yeah. That much, you know, that, like, yeah. you know how they be sending that stuff around on Facebook, slap your daddy for $3 million? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that now. <laughs> <laughs> One million, hell, 500000 <laughs> But no amount of money would make me want to just send my mm-hmm. child off and, and the responsibility of someone else. Yeah. Did you think Michael Jackson did it? I don't. Me neither. I think he's just. I, bad I think he he was he had bad call, bad judgment. He was bad. he was nice, and people took advantage of him. And I, but now backing it up, certain things he probably did that a grown man shouldn't do with kids, as far as hanging around with him, sleeping in the bed, not not in a sexual way, but just doing things mm-hmm. with kids that he shouldn't do because that's just stuff you don't do because. Mm-hmm. When you do that, it leaves room for speculation. Kind of yeah, especially by yourself. Why would you have yeah. someone like yeah. babies, some babysitters in there, like a daycare? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't. All y'all sleeping in the bed together, twenty people. Yeah, you don't. Nice. Yeah, you don't. You know, just do things that you know is inappropriate with kids. You just don't do that. So, yeah, Mike set himself up. To tell you the truth, if you really think about it. All these stars that we're talking about set themselves up. We can even talk about Bill Cosby, whether people feel like he's right or wrong. Well, you know you me. You set yourself up. Now, oh, so I didn't even say this. So, if, now this is just my opinion. I'm going to use myself for example. If I know Bill Cosby from back in the day, and I know Bill Cosby could advance my career. Mm-hmm. If Bill called me over at whatever time, I don't care if it was... 12 at night, 1 in the morning, 8 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning. And I went over there, and I know if I do the things he asked me to do, that it advanced my career and I did it, there would be no regrets for me. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I did. I wouldn't bring out Bill years later. Mm-hmm. If I knew what I was doing yeah, would advance it. Now, if he just slipped me a Mickey on the side and I ain't know nothing about it, that's another thing. But... If I knew these things I was doing would advance my career, uh-huh. I don't care if he suggested it or not. I don't care if Bill <laughs> came over and was like, hey, if you do X, Y, Z, then I'll call so-and-so-and-so and get you this, that, and that. Yeah. If I did it, then I'm not going to bring it back up. Even if Bill touched me on my booty and Bill say, boop, 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 and say, hey, <laughs> I like the way that feel. Hey, I'm going to call so-and-so-and-so and get you on. Hey, yeah. if I go for it, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring it back up. Why? Now, if Bill touched me and I say, Bill, I don't want to be touched, Bill. Please back up from me. Then you slip your Mickey on the side and then next thing you know, I'm in bed with my drawers down. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. You understand? Anything that mm-hmm. you do to me that's unwanted. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... But, was, and again, you shouldn't put yourself in situations yeah. where you know what's going to I think he's completely innocent just, oh, just on the basic fact that... I don't think completely innocent. These women... Bill Cosby was married longer than all of them were living. So? Everybody knew Bill Cosby was married. You meet so, him at a hotel and go upstairs to his room. If I was a judge, it would be the end of the case. But I'm going to be real with you. And I'm just being real. 
back then now, maybe if <laughs> I'm gonna be, if Bill called me now. <laughs> <laughs> If Bill, no, listen, if I want to be a star, if Bill called me right now, I'd be like, Bill, I ain't coming. But if I was in the <laughs> 70s at the height of his career, Bill Cosby, yeah. if he called me at 1 o'clock, I ain't going to lie, I'm probably going to go to see what's up. now. That's- exactly. So once you make a decision that you are and you go to a hotel room, come on. But at that time, it's up to me whether or not I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this to advance. Or whether if I say, no, Bill, that's not what I came for. Let me be. You well, should she, let me go. From my viewpoint, this is my viewpoint. Once you have gone to that hotel room, you've already kind of like knew what was up. So it's, then, it's your, nec- then it's your word, your word versus his word. But not word. necessarily because start. And I'm going to tell you why I say. Okay, so I'm I'm playing back and forth because I want to put out these points of view. Okay, let's say you live in Los Angeles, right? Mm -hmm. And you go to New York for a set. You automatically going to be in a hotel. Mm -hmm. Okay? So even if you did call me at 12, 1, 2, whatever time of day, I'm not going to think about it as Bill calling me to his, my, his hotel to get some. Yeah, you will. No, I am this, not. He's a married man, well known to be married. But you this is where room, you know. But this is where you want to. Well, I'm just saying, maybe that's where. I'm just saying, some people don't think like that. They think, oh, he wanna. He done had a long comedy set talking about all this. He wanna conduct business. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay. I'm not saying he's nah. guiltless now. Don't don't take it as. Oh. I'm not. I truly now. Do I believe? How can I say? Yes, I do believe that some of these things he did. Do I believe he did all of them? No. Oh, I believe he did all of them. I just don't think he did anything that he should be in jail for because these women came to him. He roofied them. No, but from the from the court case that so he got what? charged for. So what? They came for, at 1 o'clock. Did he, they need to be roofied, though? No, the one that he was charged for, the actual one, they got him on two different things. The judge allowed all the, like, multiple women cooperate her story that was out of statute. Like, it shouldn't have been allowed in there because their cases were too old. He allowed them to all speak. And then, if I remember it right, she took the medicine... Knowing she was getting a pill from him. He didn't just pop a pill in her mouth while she wasn't looking. <clears throat> he gave the pill to relax her. <laughs> <laughs> but she needed to be relaxed. He was like 90-year-old man. <laughs> so let's think about this then. I'm Again, just putting it out there. And I'm not condoning either side. But at that day and time, we talking about... We ain't talking about 2000, 2010. Mm-hmm. We talking about what? 70s? No, no. The one he got charged for was maybe 2004 or 5. It was relevant. The other cases were too old, but they did allow women... Okay, They so did can, allow these women to come to court too. So can we agree, though, that you should not put yourself either, either side, okay? Even with men. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't really put yourself in situations where, especially when you're a star, that people can accuse you Of doing things. I mean, you you just really should be... To be honest, a lot of stars, they get women to sign... Oh, yeah, uh, What do you call it? Mm Non-disclosures. And say, hey, this is consensual. (laughs) But you kind of... And I'm not not trying to shame women that really have been sexually assaulted or raped. But 
now, you know, people always think about the dollar instead of thinking about how they're going to ruin somebody's life. I just feel like if you really have been hurt or raped or drugged, yes, you come out every time. Yeah. But I don't think you should. When you just when you a star, when you're just a regular old person, mm-hmm. that stuff, you know, it 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 doesn't matter as much because <clears throat> no no, let me take that back. I'm not saying it don't matter. It's not as high profile, and it's not as much to 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 gain. Yeah, those women clearly did it, just like R. Kelly. The one of the women released the album the next day. That was just a little suspect, but it still does not take away from the validity of what they said. I know, I know, <laughs> because I'm very careful to. How can I say it? If I was in their shoes, I wouldn't want somebody to say that I was lying if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm very careful not to say I don't believe what they're saying. I really don't know. Nobody really know, but the person, <laughs> the people that are involved. I mean, to be honest and truthful. Yeah. And if, if if we go there, we gonna say that every woman that admits it and don't have like concrete proof are lying. But that's not necessarily true either. That's not true. When people wait a long time, though. It does they... make it harder. But like we kind of talked about before, we cannot criticize for the timing of it. But it does make it harder to prove. It makes it so so let's so let's say this. And I'm gonna say the same thing I said the other day. We need to talk to our girls and boys, because it's just not about women, about these things. Our, we need to talk to our children to be able to come forward when something happens like that. Even if it has not happened yet, you mm-hmm. let them know, I don't care if that person say they're going to come and shoot up your whole family, they're going to burn your house down. They need to be confident enough to know, I don't care what they said. You need to come to me immediately mm-hmm. as soon as it happens. I have, me and my husband, rather, have told our kids this since they were small. Mm-hmm. We even had an incident where that happened. Mm-hmm. And they came and told us. And I asked them in detail what happened. They came forward and tell and and you just know that a kid ain't gonna say you understand what I'm yeah, saying? They're not these, gonna know these details. That's they, right. Kids don't even think about that kind of stuff. So we nipped it in the bud right then because why I'm gonna believe my child. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit there and ostracize my child for telling me because if it happened again, they're not gonna come. I feel like in in our community, we need to be more open to talk to these things about our kids and stop hiding these sexual things because it's going to happen. They're going to oh, see yeah. it. Uncle going to try something slick. <laughs> Why can't be auntie? Why can't be auntie? Auntie <laughs> can try something <laughs> slick too. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, not, you know, not to get too serious, but I do feel like we should talk to our kids about this. I don't care if they four, three, f- five... We need to tell them. If somebody do this, you need to tell me. Yes. Yeah, and my mommy used to say, hey, if somebody touch you here, 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 mm-hmm. you need to come and tell me. If somebody do something with you that I never did, let me know. Somebody make you feel uncomfortable because the only people that's supposed to be touching that is mommy and daddy. And mm-hmm. if they somebody else do it, you need to come. Yeah. I agree. But, but I, I hate the fact that people feel guilty. Correct. They do. They feel or guilty. They a f- crime happened to you and you feel guilt. Because people don't make you feel comfortable about coming out about it. 
if we were to talk about these things, it wouldn't be abnormal. Oh, I guess you mean kind of like people don't want to talk about, like cancer was almost like a secret. If somebody no got, cancer, got cancer, now I don't know how it is in other communities, but I can only talk about African-American mm-hmm. communities. True. We don't want to tell people we got cancer. Mm-hmm. We we hold it into the person on the deathbed. Then we like, oh, so-and-so had cancer. They don't even want to speak about it. Like I be like, because I work in the hospital, I be like, you have cancer? No. Don't buy, I don't say that. I don't got no cancer. <laughs> but I'm like, well, you just came from the cancer center. <laughs> but they don't even like to say the word, especially the older generation. It's like saying Voldemort. Like, going to boogeyman will get you as soon as you say it. I don't know. I I have not had that experience in my family. But I know some people that have that have mm-hmm. had that experience. And I'm a private person. I wouldn't tell anybody if I had cancer besides people who were relevant. And people that Are would people have your best interest me. at heart. Yeah. I can understand if you don't tell it to the mountaintops. Yeah, but I wouldn't deny. People actually deny having it. So do you think it's more of a spiritual religious thing that they deny it? No, I, I think that's a cultural, especially black cultures. I think it's a cultural thing that was that we just grew up with. I'm going to tell you Speaking something. of cancer, just was like, a, you don't say you got cancer. You ain't got to worry about me hiding it. If I got <laughs> cancer, as soon as we sit down Look, at this I, table. I can see you already, but we got to raise some money. You know, I ain't going to pay all the stuff I'm part. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, right. Like, you gonna have to um, come like, check on me over there at the cancer center. I bring you a bottle of liquor. Hey, look, that's what's gonna sneak get it in me my by. back pocket. That's what's gonna. <laughs> hey, that's what's gonna get me by, honey. I'ma need something. I would wish that on. I would wish it on my enemy, but I would wish it on anybody I like. But I think people feel like cancer is a death sentence, but that's not necessarily true. It's not a death sentence, but I'm gonna tell you what is a death sentence when you don't get your <laughs> No, no, for real talk, no. When you don't get your checkups when you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Because if you were to get your breast exams, your prostate exams, your blood work, or mm-hmm. whatever, they can catch cancer right at the beginning stages yeah. where they can try to combat it. But we don't want to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. We men don't want nobody in their butt. For good reason. I'm just saying, but if <laughs> no, that is bad reason. See, don't even go there. <laughs> Now I can see if they just try to play your butt to be playing in it, but they trying to to save your life. Look, you but you know what? To be doctor. honest, though, they don't even hardly do that no more because you know they got the PSA mainly. lab work. So see, it was like your the doctor's like your husband went to. Look, that was your husband went to. Well, no, and he was wrong for that, and I told him about that. You shouldn't have did that. You don't embarrass nobody like that. We ain't gonna talk about that story, but anyway. We should get our checkups like we're supposed mm-hmm. to so we can check. And and I can personally talk about my personal experience with my grandmother. You know, she probably had cancer for the longest and nobody really knew. Mm-hmm. They weren't checking for the right things. And one day it was like, oh, I'm getting skinnier. Oh, I'm not feeling good. And now it's like, oh, got cancer. So we just, if we know we're not feeling up to par, if we know things have changed, we know how we normally feel. Mm -hmm. And we've been feeling different for weeks, months. We need to go get checked out. True. We need to stop being scared of these CTs, MRIs, blood work. We need to stop, stop, you know, stop being Mm -hmm. scared of that stuff. Because we scared to find out what's going on. But if you find out, you can stop it. Yeah. Or treat it. And get well. You in the beginning of the stage of cancer, you have a better chance of fighting mm-hmm. and living and some another day. Some of the day. cancers, like colon cancer, it's basically irrelevant. They can catch those things instantly. If you know cancer running your family, 
You can start to get texted That's another early, thing. and they could take those polyps out, and you'd be good to go. If you know your mommy, your daddy, your grandma had cancer, like same thing cancer? for me. I had a mammogram when I turned 35. Mm-hmm. They say you're supposed to do it as a baseline. Mm-hmm. So that whenever, I think the next one would be 40, I think, mm-hmm. you get it at 40, then they'll kind of see, okay, what a healthy cell look like for you. Yeah. We we should be doing these things. Mm-hmm. We should be up. And the run of your family, I want to stay, I don't know the exact age, but I want to say they started like 26 or something. Mm. If, you, if you're like mother and grandmother, if it runs even earlier. I don't think anybody in my family's ever had breast cancer, but mm-hmm. my family members have, have mm-hmm. had cancer. But in black culture... um. We always, I won't say we're behind, but we're a little bit um, slower to, slower to, how can I say this? I'm trying to mix my words so it don't come out sound bad. We're just uneducated because white people have left us out of all these daughters' education. And so we don't too. ask questions because we've been brought up when we go to the doctor, we don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. They, and I noticed firsthand. Yeah, it's like diabetes and in our in our area, right, it's so bad and so prevalent, pre- pre- and um, especially in the black community. But it's just they're not educated. They'll be like, "Why well, I, I'm eating fruit like they said I can eat," and I'm like, "Well, you can only eat so many grapes. The grapes are full of sugar. You got diabetes, right? Because they don't know this. that's the highest. They think they're eating healthy, but they're, they're so uneducated eating those things because they think, oh, I'm eating fruit.' But yeah. you're right. Even though it's a good carb. But if you eat more of it, it's going to turn. Yeah, it turns to the same thing. Right, correct, correct. But that they like it because they sweet. Instead of maybe eating more of the lower uh, mm-hmm. sweet um, fruits like berries, you know, like strawberries. Yeah, um, I mean, they can't eat an apple or banana or grapes. Right. And you shouldn't. I mean, for me, it's like, who don't know this? But then I look at mm-hmm. these people. Um, Our like demographic. The black people. I'm like, you, you just don't have that education. Correct. And your neighbor, who's the opposite race, they have the education. Correct. They're smart. They know. Correct. And but then again, I think we need to do a better job with spreading awareness in our community to help. But then at the same, okay, so I can. I know we got maybe about ten minutes left, but in my experience, okay, I'm just gonna use Aaliyah for example. Me being pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Whenever I mention to people like, oh, I don't really eat meat. I'm not really a meat eater. You know, I just eat a little fish every now and then. They're like, oh my God, how you do that? I feel like that's not educated to say that. Now, if your preference <laughs> now is is to like meat and eat meat, yeah. cool. But for you to say like, I can't survive without it, that is not an educated Well, I say that. It. No, I ain't never said you said it now. No, I, I'm just saying, I do say it like, oh, you're a vegetarian. I got to have me some meat in my meal. But that's, you're just saying you got to have it. Yeah. You're not saying. But if I ever had a, if I ever was diagnosed with diabetes or any kind of illness that would say, hey, you can't eat these things, got all those things, mm-hmm. I would instantly change. Gotcha. I changed because after I kind of read up on it, I did my research, I did my education, I just kind of found out that, Okay. Let me let me say this. Overeating meat is not good for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't eat it. Mm-hmm. But I think we have as a society made it seem like we have to eat meat at mm-hmm. every sitting. Right. That's the pyramid we was given to. But as you know kids. it's changed now. You're right. That's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. But 
when I look at the pyramid now, you know they've changed it. It's not primarily meat anymore. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's it's more um, the vegetable side has increased. Okay, starches have decreased. decreased hopefully, okay. And the meat has decreased. So fruits, vegetables increased, and the rest of them decreased. But we've been so programmed by it how mm-hmm. we've been doing it for years and years. Like, oh, you gotta have your protein at every meal. Yeah. You gotta you gotta eat protein. Which is true. You gotta have protein. You gotta have protein, but meat is not. See, that's that's meat the education. Only protein. That is correct. Only source of protein. That is the education piece of it. We gotta know that protein is in more than just meat. Is in our beans. Is in mm-hmm. our is in certain vegetables. Um, and so if we know that, then we know, hey, we don't have to have meat at every sitting. Mm-hmm. We eat meat at every sitting because it tastes good. I, I, I'm just going to be real. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that for me. I'm just saying that for people that have been eating meat for a long time. For me personally, it's a diff- it, it don't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I have my cravings just like everybody else. I want to go to Dario mm. and get some livers and gizzards. Mm-mm. But when I think about it, it makes me sick. Like I think about it like, oh, that sounds good. But then when I think about putting it in my mouth, I get <laughs> I get kind of you know it, mm-hmm. it, it just like oh, it <laughs> it don't feel good. <laughs> so then I'm like, nope. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it. But does if you do that something, I think if you do something for three months, it is your body. It's a habit for your body. And once you create a habit, you can, you you can stick, stick with it. it. And you've done it for a long time. I, I've been doing it for probably about a year and a half mm-hmm. now. Just like with me going to the gym. If I skip the gym, you feel weird. I feel guilty. Correct. It's almost like my body annoys me. Like, why you go to the gym? It won't stack. See, I, I wish burst. I can. I'm going to be honest with you. I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that drive that you have that you know I'm going to get on this treadmill and I'm going to beat it down <laughs> for whatever, how many miles. <laughs> But what we have to understand is that even though we may want something like somebody or we may want somebody to be like us, it we're all different and unique. And what you may do, I may don't have the discipline to do, oh, yeah. but I can create my own thing that works mm-hmm. for me. Well, for me, only reason I work out the way I, only reason I ever started working out was because I have, I have a fam, my family. Um, I got you your history. You know, have work. diabetes, high blood pressure, heart so disease. So that's your motivation. Running in it. That's what motivates to get but the gym. Now a lot I just, of people have that. So I guess the question is: I've seen the effects of it. I've seen my family on dialysis. I've seen them lose kidneys. I've seen them lose limbs. So directly seeing that. So for me was when my grandmother died, and she died of cancer, and then I kind of find out. I found out after doing my research that. Red meat, you know, has carcinogens. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken, they load them up with antibiotics, and that's mm-hmm. why we're antibiotic resistant. So last year, so I started being a vegetarian. I think it was the end of the year. It was probably about August, September of not last year, but twenty. No, it was twenty. Yep, twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I did catch the flu earlier that next year. I think it was in February, March, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Since then, though, you haven't really seen me Mm-mm. sick at all. I, mean, I used to always get. 
I used to I used to get bronchitis every no real talk. I used to get bronchitis every year. I used to at least get a bad cold or flu every year. I used to have mm-hmm. um what that thing called which I um pink conjunctivitis, eye. pink mm-hmm. eye. Um one year I got hand, foot and mouth. How the hell you got that? Child. That's like an ancient <laughs> kind of freaky stuff you and Kelvin doing. Let me tell you. I caught it from somebody. <laughs> but I haven't really had any of those illnesses since I've been kind of like really constantly not mm-hmm. eating meat. So when I found out that your body becomes antibiotic resistant when you eat chicken and, and different things like that, and I started doing my research, I'm like, man, I need to come up off of that. I wish my husband, and, and I'm not saying he need to stop eating meat, but I wish he would reduce his meat intake. That mm-hmm. would make me real happy, especially from a history of heart disease, congestive heart failure, um, you know, different stuff like that. So, you know, I just wish that everybody would reduce their meat intake. But of course, I know everybody ain't going to be like like us. Now, I'm going to talk about something real short and simple. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. We've been, we've been kind of rambling on and on. Um, all right, let's talk about Bumble real quick because dating because you're single. Bumble, what's going on? Bumble. So, Bumble is an app Mm -hmm. that you can do three things on it you can meet people to date, you can meet people as friends, or you can meet people for business. Okay, okay. So, I first joined Bumble to meet people as friends. I don't know. I guess I just wanted to do something different. Kind of check it out. Wanted to meet people outside of my circle. Maybe have girlfriends that I can just call, go out with, do whatever I want. It's been a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) So you kept getting people wanting to sleep with you? No. Well, well, yes. Mm -hmm. I would either meet a gay person that want to sleep with me. Okay, and I'm like, look, that's not what I'm looking for. You clearly put in your profile what you're looking for. Yes, friends. No, seriously. Friends. No, people don't listen. Okay. And then when I say, hey, not looking for that, then it fizzles. Nothing against that, but I'm not looking for that. (laughs) Or you meet people. Once you kind of get a connection on the app. See, this is my policy. If I get a connection with you, I'm like, hey, let's chat on the phone. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here. I'm almost 40. I don't know now. Maybe people 39, 40, they like to te- text all day. I want to at least talk to a person every now and then on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there, and t- especially, if, okay, that, that's different for like me and you. We done known each other for years. If I want to just shoot you a quick line, I'm going to shoot you a quick line. I maybe yeah. can go the whole week without talking to you personally mm-hmm. until I see you. But if we trying to form a relationship. Yeah, a new friendship, a new relationship, y'all should have, you have a plethora of stories that you can tell this person about you. Okay. That no one would that they don't know. Absolutely. So it, makes, it makes the conversation fresh, brand new. The people, as soon as you say, "Hey, well, let's talk on the phone." Um, Dead radio. But that's that's so. I guarantee these people are younger generation Z or millennials because we are like that. I I dread the phone call when I first start talking to a new girl and we. Texting, mm-hmm. I, for me to call you is a big step. I don't know what's the fear of talking to the person. I want to talk. I want to, because I'm going to tell you what my big pet peeve is. Certain things you can't text. Mm-hmm. Because words are just words. I can, <laughs> I can make it sound how I want it to sound. Mm-hmm. But if I hear you say it, 
Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Well, unless I won't text an argument, but I'll text all day long about everything. But it could be something simple that I could take out of context. Well, well, then okay. you have a perfect example. My text argument. So you perfect right. example. The girl. I said. I, I told the girl. I met the, a new girl maybe a two, two, three days ago, mm-hmm. and I told I, I told her my situation. Hey, I'm only meeting people. You know, they don't want to talk. And we only got one minute left, y'all. They don't want to talk. <laughs> so, she says, well, well, maybe they're just a little apprehensive about, you know, giving out their phone number. I took that like, oh, maybe that's you too. But how do I really know that? So, it's like, I kept writing maybe, something and maybe, deleting it. Maybe kept- you read too deep into it. Just go with the flow. But that made me seem like she was one of them people and I didn't want to waste my time. That's true, but just go up the flow. Y'all, I'm so sorry we got to cut this off. Maybe we could talk about this mm-hmm. a little more. Uh, next but, week, we're going to have to get on this government shutdown. Oh, the government shutdown, y'all. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Follow us on Twitter at um, The Tipplers. Um, keep up with us. We're going to do another podcast next Monday. Love, peace, and tippling. Bye.